Welcome to On The Bounce, where we discuss resilience and its practical application in our lives. Together, we'll discover the tools needed to empower ourselves, develop positive thoughts, and accomplish our goals to become the best versions of ourselves. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of On The Bounce podcast. And today I'm so excited to be part of this episode with Kimberly Adams. And one of the things that I was immediately drawn to Kimberly is her energy and just the ability to transfer positive energy in what she does and how she does it, and just wanting to connect with people on that same level and continue to help and build a better, uh, more positive, resilient community. And it's individuals like Kimberly that just makes this all worth it and just makes these experiences so much better. So Kimberly, thank you for being on this podcast. And I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm honored to be on as well and the beautiful introduction. And I just love that we're both kind of shining our light and whoever's meant to hear this message will. And that lights me up. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. So let's I'm going to take a few minutes and have you take the floor, introduce yourself and just let people know who you are. Perfect. Thank you. I am Kimberly Adams and I am a manifester of magic. I like to call myself, but I am um, a recent author. I'm launching a book on March 12th, but more than that, I'm a person that has overcome a lot of traumas and I've made them into tra- uh, triumphs, right? Through thriving. And so part of my story is I built a really large business from 700,000 to almost 30 million with a group of really amazing badass women. And I've been through divorce. I've been through an eating disorder. I've been through some sexual assault. And so that's a lot to go through in a lifetime, but I know I'm not alone. And the fact that I am here at 53 years old, thriving and making my dreams come true and manifesting the love of my life, I have a family now living in Orange County. I just, I pinch myself sometimes and I want everyone to know that it's possible to manifest all of your dreams. And I want to help however I can inspire, um, you know, be a friend and uh, just help people realize that they can have their magical life too. Yeah. I love the authenticity of just you sharing and already being so vulnerable and recognizing the power in being authentic with what your past has, what you've gone through your in your past and what has that brought you to today and recognizing the journey and appreciating the journey in between. So let's talk about what does resilience mean to you? Mm, I love that. I think resilience means to me, and I, I, this is, and I think we all use different terms, but for resilience for me, it's trusting and having faith Mm. that God and the universe is going to deliver what's right for you and, and that it's happening for your best and highest. It's not happening to you. Um, And so I really do look back on the times where I've had all of these, these, um, I guess, traumas or things that have happened to me. So per per se, but I look at them now as gifts. Mm -hmm. 
That is awesome. I think it's it's something it's powerful because it's not easy. It's not easy, especially when you're going through those those uh, moments, those transitions, those periods, because it's not just a day. You know, we're going through there. There are lots of phases in these journeys. And uh, and in that phase of journey, it is relearning yourself and figuring out, okay. Who am I and how am I going to continue to push through this? And what, where do you find that power to do that? Uh, absolutely. I think for me, it's also being a seeker, mm. being someone who is open to knowledge, open to divine connections that, you know, the universe has for you. Like I get goosebumps when I think about it. This is a divine connection right now, in my opinion. Absolutely. We only have this moment and so um, I, I really think being a seeker, being open and just saying yes versus saying no to things. Saying yes is a key to going from A to B or A to C or wherever you're going. You have to say yes. You have to be open. I absolutely agree. There are many times that I have shared that um, in just m- multiple discussions is one, being being willing to get out of your comfort zone number 1 number 2 being willing to to be okay with failures and being okay with your failures and not letting those define your future oh, 100% and it's you mentioned that and you know i'm launching my book in about a week and a half and i i had a little meltdown yesterday i'm not going to lie and I was talking to my coach because I still have a coach, mm-hmm. right? I, I think it's very important that we all have coaches. But I, I thought to myself, I'm really putting this out there. Like people are going to now see me, read my words, and I can't take it back anymore. Mm-hmm. Just like going on the spot, I can't take it back. So I'm, in, in a way, I'm really almost rebirthing myself at 53 years old is kind of what it feels like. Yeah, I can yeah. absolutely appreciate that in in so many ways because it is it's sharing, it's opening your your door and saying, "Hey, this is me and I am not afraid to show all my imperfections. I'm not afraid to to really be honest because I think one of the things that I struggle with sometimes too is the the glass that social media sometimes creates. And it takes away that ability to really be true to who we really are and not hiding behind um, emojis and TikTok videos and just really just being off honest and saying, Hey, this is me. What you see is what you get. When there's, there's a balance, right? I think we all know that what's happening on social media is 95%, right? Not the, not the truth. Mm -hmm. It's, it's things like being able to show, you know, how do you show someone that you've had a meltdown, but that you got through it and share that, right? How do you show that, you know, like in my book, I think my parents and my stepmom were kind of like sharing all of the stories from the family and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Right. And I'm like, no, if this helps one woman feel or man or child know that they're not alone, then it's worth it, you know? Yeah. And it, it allows me. And, and I think the biggest thing that I've discovered, cause I, I haven't worked for a year and a half. I got laid off twice mm-hmm. um, right before the pandemic, when I moved to California, 
I got laid off again in October. And then I was like, the universe is trying to tell me something. And God just wanted me to be still Mm. so I could finish this book and get it out to the world. And I just had to be uncomfortable in that stillness. But I will say this, that is where all the magical stuff happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that the timing of your book, it is so well-timed, especially during this time. I think that when we look at this pandemic, it has shifted everybody. It has thrown everybody in different directions that no one would have anticipated this. And it's caused us to take a moment and say, okay, how do I move forward now? How do I accept all the things that have happened and where do I go with this? And having an appreciation for a new purpose for many yes. of us. Absolutely. I mean, look at all the, I, I feel like this is going to birth more entrepreneurs, COVID, right? Right. <laughs> and especially women entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. Any time in our history, I really am feeling that divine feminine wisdom coming in through me, the sisterhood that we're mm. creating and connecting with women from all around the world now. Yes. I, I mean, yes. it's like a, it's a, a revolution. Um, it really is. I agree. I agree. And the power of it, it is just seeing how, how it just evolves and recognizing the power in it. And you're just seeing, wow, if, if we can do this with just this, imagine what it looks like later on. And I really appreciate that. You know, you, you, you've mentioned a few times manifesting. And yes. I, I really want to take an opportunity to, uh, to, to highlight that because I think that especially in our times, I want people to understand and appreciate what the power of manifesting positivity does. And just, let's just talk about that. Yeah, let's get it. I mean, it changes your life, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, tapping into my manifesting abilities really and the queen of manifesting is Oprah. Let's just, you know, put that out there right now. <laughs> I've learned a lot from, from her and I refer to her many times in my book, but for me, it all began with listening to Oprah and Deepak, the 21 day meditation series. Mm. I came back from a spa trip to Miraval where Oprah told me to go 15 years ago. I finally went in 2014 and I started my um, spiritual journey. I started really listening to those 21 day series of meditations. And once I did it every day in a row for 21 days, something changes in you mm. when you get still. And, you know, I know people get intimidated by meditation or the word, but really let's just use stillness, right? Stillness mm. changes your life. Even if it's for five minutes a day, even if it's driving in the car with no radio on, going for a silent walk, it gives you, like, I feel like you already know what you're supposed to be doing. And if you get still enough, you hear all of that intuition whispering, go right, go left, say yes to this, say no to this. Like, it gives you all of that information. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the beginning to manifest. Yeah. Absolutely. And it sounds so simple, but yet 
it is for some people a challenge because we're so busy wanting to think that we need to get to the next thing. We need to hurry up and accomplish this. We need to hurry up. And it's, we have in our society, it's just a driving desire to hurry up and get to that next thing. And we get lost in it. I think we do. And I, I, I do believe that COVID and the pandemic was a big wake up call for us to be still, right? A I mean, hundred percent. if that was the one thing that people kind of recognized was something larger than us is saying, slow the F down, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something much bigger than us on the planet is saying, just slow your roll, people. Yeah. And it's true. And so um, if you're able to, and it does, I think, worry people and people's brains think really, really fast, but that's the whole point. It doesn't mean you're not thinking. It just means that you're observing your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You're allowing them to come in and out. You're not judging them. And once in a while, and the more you practice the stillness, you get, and I refer to them as downloads, right? From source, from God, from the universe. And they are nuggets and glimpses of your story of your plan, of your sole purpose, of what you're supposed to be doing on this planet. Mm, I love that. You know, one of the things that I've talked about before was locus of control, right? Mm-hmm. And having the ability to, uh, to for you to decide <laughs> how much how much control you have over your life and how much influence you feel that you have over your life. So when we're talking about manifesting, how do you explain to individuals the difference between what is it you control mm. and versus how much of it is uh, w- received from outside sources? Well, first off, I, I don't think we're really in control of anything. Is kind of, you know, how I believe and, and I, I believe strongly that what is meant for us is not going to pass us by. Mm. So when when we feel this hurrying and this rush and I've got to do this or I've got to work 80 hours a week, like, no, the times are changing. Mm -hmm. We're being asked to be still. We're being asked to work, you know, three hours a day if if that's all we can get in with children. Right. We're being asked to totally renovate our lives and how we work, live, play, friendships, whatever. And so I truly believe that, um, you know, what is meant for us, what our life, what we're supposed to have is not going to pass us by. And so manifesting is I write it down, right? Writing down is a huge part of manifesting. So Mm -hmm. having the trust, having the stillness, writing it down, visualizing, and then, and I do vision boards like a crazy person. Like I have them everywhere. But kind of my next level that I'm going to, and this is what the pandemic has taught me, I can really, after I write it down, I I really embody that place in my mind. And I imagine talking to Oprah under the trees in Montecito. She's on my right. I'm on the left. We're drinking iced tea. The dogs are around. And I literally go there. Mm and feel what that feels like. And that's the next level of visualization. And then what you do, and the most important part is you surrender. Mm. You surrender because your plan, it may be a really, really, really good plan, but <laughs> God and the universe might have something better than you ever flip and imagined. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that even when we look back in our lives and we just knew that 
it was going to be like this. I just knew that this is what was going to end up. And I look back and I was maybe one of those things maybe happened and probably not even the way that I thought. And, you know, and it's, it's about, it's about mindful flexibility. No, yeah. I love that word. I love that term. <laughs> yeah. Mindful <laughs> flexibility. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've realized that because I mean, especially now you, you like, I think that one of the, you know, during this, this transition and the way when you said ren renovating our lives, I think that is absolutely exactly the way that most people feel like, okay, it's like, I'm, I'm now rebuilding. It is just understanding that there are forces and there are going to be situations without your control and being able to appreciate um, in one of my other episodes, we talked about controlling the controllables, right? And and living in that moment, being present in that moment. <laughs> yes. Right now. Yes, exactly. And I uh, and I, I know I'm guilty of it. You know, it's just, you know, I, I say to myself, oh, I'm going to be more present when my daughters are around and blah, blah, blah. And we find ourselves slipping away. But that's where you have to kick back in that flexible mindfulness and saying, you know what? Hey, I got to get back into what I know to where I need to use my energy and where I need to recognize the power in that. Absolutely. And we're all just we're all just these beings of light, I believe. And, you know, we're human, right? We came mm -hmm. here to have a human experience. So we're going to have human things like we can't go around meditating and being, you know, that's just not really, you know, doable. But you're right. Just having that flexibility. I love that mindful flexibility of being gentle with ourselves. Yes. When we recognize that maybe we need to come back to ourselves, right? Because self-care mm -hmm. is such a huge part of what I talk about even in the book, right? Mm. Self-care work, self-care. Because if you're not there for yourself and, and doing your mindfulness or doing your exercise or eating well or whatever it is, you can't be the best for your family or for your friends or for your business. And so ultimately it does come back to all of it. Doesn't it all come back to self-love? Yeah, absolutely. I think it absolutely, it, it always comes back to that. And it's, and it's constant. It's not just a one-time circle. It's constantly evolving. It's constantly cycling again because we're always evolving and growing and becoming more resilient and understanding and becoming more passionate about what those next things are. Yeah, you know, it actually reminds me of something and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is, you know, um, maybe we were triggered with something like in a with a customer service rep or something before the pandemic. And like, I look back at how now that the things that used to bother me don't bother me or don't activate or, or make me reactive like they used to. doesn't mean that I don't get reactive still, but the, the grace and the gentleness that I feel compassion for just human beings in general is just, I mean, I get emotional about it, right? Because yeah. um, we're all doing the best that we can. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. I think that, you know, recognizing that shift and, and, and for you, I think that it's it, it, it is a testament to you because of your energy, you are you are driven by energy. And with that positive energy, I mean, you feed off of it. So of course, that it, it has more of an impact to, you know, positive or negative triggers for you. So it makes absolute sense. 
Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, it's, it's been a journey and I'm so grateful to, to be here. And, and, you know, my hope that anybody listening is just that they do realize that, that manifesting is something that can happen almost instantaneously too, mm. right? I mean, it really can. I mean, the ability to listen to our bodies and know our next step, yeah. it, it's, in, it's in us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that the more we accept those challenges, the more that we get ourselves out of that comfort zone to like, as you mentioned before, saying yes, then you're going to find out the your ability and how much more not more you can take as far as you know the burden but more you can take to be able to appreciate the 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 beauty in the chaos you know and just being able to to navigate through it in a peaceful yeah. mindset i heard you i there there was a guest i did hear one of your podcasts they were talking about imposter syndrome yes. right self-limiting beliefs. And I feel that's something that as women, we all deal with. Mm -hmm. And I did get a really strong message yesterday from spirit. And what it was, it was that it's not only time for me to be doing this and other women, but it's necessary. Mm. Absolutely. Necessary. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about, um, you know, you started off really powerful with uh, your past and the transitions. What was that awakening? What was that awakening moment for you as far as, okay, I need that change. And how do I start to um, shift that sh change? I think the big, well, there's been a couple, but I would say the most recent and the largest was I did go through a divorce, um, 2014. And while I was married to that person, I did have, um, sexual, uh, uh I would say assault or harassment okay. at work. So those things happened at the same kind of in the same time frame a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I did leave my marriage. I was married to a narcissist and once I made that very difficult decision to divorce from someone who is very abusive um, and it's very difficult, even a woman with means that I had, it was still the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Mm. And once I did that, I knew that I had to just put all of my energy into being a seeker, being open, having faith and finding out my path. And that's truly when I started to do the meditation to be open to the universe and the divine connections that were happening to me. And then really starting to kind of put those principles like into my business. Mm. And, and then that went over into like, it was like, they weren't separate anymore. Right. Mm. What I did in my business and what I did in my life weren't separate anymore. It was all integrated. I think that is, uh, I, I love how you made that connection. Cause I think some, I think people sometimes, feel the need to want to disconnect the two, right? The Who I am at work or who I am in my business is not the same person. But I don't, th I don't think that it's possible to separate the energy because it's the energy that drives that uh, the things that you do. It's, it's your purpose, your passion. It's all connected in how you are managing everything. 
Yeah, it's not, it's in my opinion, it's not possible to do that. And that's, you know, I talk a lot about how now we're all on these Zooms for work, meeting people all over the world. How can you not be getting people's energy Mm -hmm. uh, from their home, from their environment? Like we're taking down so much information than we ever did before about people into their lives. And so, yeah, you can't be a jerk at work. (laughs) And you know, be this like wonderful, beautiful person at home. Like that doesn't, I don't, how does that, how does that line? Like, I don't know. So to me, it's just, it's, we're, we're, we're one person and our energy and our, the way we, we treat others should all be in balance and it should be the same with everybody in my opinion. I, I absolutely agree. I, I have a hard time um, listening to people when they try to justify. I mean, I'm open to discussion, but to me, I think that it is, well, one, I would personally think it's exhausting, right? As to creating these two, these two creatures, two different people, like this is who I am when I go to work. And I I, I would not have the mental capacity to be able to juggle that, <laughs> you know? Well, and, and I'm not saying there's not boundaries, right? Right. Boundaries is I think that's a different thing from, you know, kind of this Jekyll and Hyde or whatever. And, and let's be frank, right? I mean, the, the corporate America is filled with um, good old boys yeah. um, and how that operates. And, and that's dead, right? Yeah. It, it's dying. And when we look back five, 10 years from now, and uh, there's definitely, I, there's a movement of what's changing in corporate America and the world. And I think, um, I believe that just what we're doing is going to just make that happen that much faster. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I want to talk about what was your inspiration for starting your business? So, well, getting laid off twice will definitely... Well, definitely get a girl going, what can I do? How can I, how can I make money? Um, (laughs) But I, you know, I did get still and I just know that always what's been inside me is to motivate, to inspire, empower women. That's part of how I've been my entire life. That's what I did when I, when I had my team of eight women at Yumi, the company I used to work for, and we built this amazing business in joy and love and compassion and I'm like, okay, so how can I take all of these principles and how can I make it something into that will like be in the hands of, you know, hopefully millions of people or thousands of people. And I had a like grand plan, right. To, to spread my message. And, um, and then spirit definitely God is, is implanted the name. Like I, I remember I was driving in the car and I came back from like a meditation ceremony and I heard the word, the corporate hippie. Mm. three years ago, just planted in my brain. I didn't know what for at the time. I had no idea that it was going to be a book, but I was like, how, how do you not hear that word? And it's like, that's, I was like, that's interesting. What the heck? I got to go figure what is a corporate hippie? <laughs> so I had to write it to figure out what it was for me. Wow. <laughs> So that's kind of how the inspiration came. And I just decided that I want to share my message. I want to um, speak with corporate America. I want to do podcasts, radio radio interviews. I want to do a workbook. I want to have courses. I just want to have anything that will help 
anyone know that they can change their life in an instant, right? And how they work and live. Absolutely. So I have a 19 year old daughter and we have these conversations quite frequently because, you know, she's, she's growing up in very, I mean, when we think about 20 year olds, they've had quite a bit of significant, uh, historical events throughout their lifetime and it's created and shifted and has, um, you know, uh, created issues that we wouldn't have had to think about in, you know, in our times. So when we talk, when I talked about, when I talked to her and asking her, um, what does tomorrow feel like or look like to you? And just, just having an appreciation for different perspectives and being able to, to recognize the evolution and just the shifting and where we're going. I, it's, it's mind blowing sometimes. What is she, what is, I mean, what is, what do you get, what sense do you get from her when you talk? I, I, I'm so interested. So for her, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hope, but blind hope. God, but see, that's so good. Yes. That's yes. so good. That's, that's, we're all in that same boat, right? It's yeah. this blind yeah. trust and mm -hmm. faith that everything is going to be okay. And for those of us that know that or feel that, that's going to be the game changer for us. And that's what's going to color everything she does. Mm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm going to make sure she hears this too. <laughs> so, I mean, it, and it's, you know, it's important. And I think that, uh, you know, I really love a lot of how you have taken um opportunities and moments and created it into um, your next vision, your next, your next step and, and really build these stepping stools, not just for you, but for everyone else who is going to hear and listen to your message, because it's inspiring, it's inspirational, it's motivating. And it's an energy that I think that we need more so now than ever, because I think that a lot of us are getting stuck, stuck in how do I get out and how do I keep myself out of it? Yeah, I know. I, and I hear that. And I know, and I've been there, of course, it, it's having that faith to sometimes make a decision on that hope, on that, that knowing that I'm going to be okay. Sometimes quitting a job and not having another job. Sometimes when you do those things, the the pair, you know, you're the arms, you know, you're going to be caught, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be held gently. I I put myself in a situation where the universe had me laid off twice because I wasn't ready. So whether you make the choices on your own volition or the universe is going to conspire somehow to make sure that you get out of a situation if it's not for your best and highest. Mm -hmm. because that's, that's, um, I think all of our angels and our guides, they're always there wanting us to listen to our intuition and to know when it's time to, to shift. Right. And it's very hard to make that decision to shift, but if you do it, I think the support that is around from just the universe and everyone online and Instagram, there's so much support for women that are ready to pivot. Yeah. Yeah. You are absolutely yeah. right. And it's, and, and 
it's almost it, like everybody's, it feels like people are at a race at the starting, the starting at a race. And they're just waiting for that, for that sound to go yeah. off and to take off. And, and like you said, it is just waiting for that, that moment to say, yep, that's for me. And I'm going to mm -hmm. go and get that. Yes, absolutely. And praying and asking like part of what I, part of one of my biggest prayers in manifesting is I pray for the divine right people to be put in my path mm -hmm. and only for my best and highest. So I really, and for their best and highest, right? Not, and I think that's how everything we move forward, right? Uh, partners, uh, jobs, people we hire, everything. It's for both of our mutual best and highest. That's how we're going to go to the next level on this planet is when we're thinking about the best for both of us in a situation, not just my, not just me. Absolutely. And, you know, you're, you're absolutely right because you mentioned, you said the way, you know, that old boy, that those old mindsets, you can see that it is being challenged. There are industries that have been um, so comfortable in the way that they've been operating that not necessarily had their employees or their, their, uh, their individuals in best interests at hand and they've struggled. Uh, being able to maintain that mindset, and there are so many new um, there are so many new uh, resources that are being introduced into uh, organizations to say, "Hey, you need to you need to reevaluate how you are being mindful within your organization." Mindfulness in organizations that was never a thing that we would talk about even five years ago. 10 years ago. And now it's, you know, it's the buzzword of every, like everywhere you go, just being mindful in how we operate and how we treat people and that relationship that, that, Hey, give and take relationship and recognizing the, the long-term benefit that goes along with it. You know, that doggy dog world of I'm just going to step on you to get where I need to be, where the, the internet is shifting that. The, I mean, I do, karma's a bitch, right? I mean, <laughs> let's just, so ultimately, I think people, this life or next, if you believe that or not, you know, you ultimately, you have to treat people in, in a kind and a compassionate manner. And I think if companies start to do that, and you're right, mindfulness, um, meditation rooms, uh, doing yoga, like I'm hearing of all these things happening in companies now, because ultimately I think they realize that profits will come from that. It will yeah. bring loyalty. Yeah. It will bring stability. It will bring um, just more compassion in everything that they, they do. But I think I, I read something and it's in my book, but uh, of, of the top led women companies, I think mm -hmm. profits are 20% higher with women-led companies and women really driving because we're such multi-dimensional, multi-faceted beings that we're able to operate in all of these realms of love and compassion while also being bringing in money. Like, I mean, that's that's the name of the game too, right? So there are profits do follow these principles, these non-traditional principles. Hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> So let's it's exciting. It is. I absolutely agree. I want to talk about what you use and how you help um, individuals um, 
to, to be more resilient and what resources and tools? I know you've mentioned multiple times um, being having a connection to a divine, divine um, spirit, but what is it that you do to be able to overcome adversity, to overcome challenges and to create that peaceful mindfulness? So I definitely think the stillness and meditation is key to me being able to do that. And then surrounding myself with trusted people, mm -hmm. surrounding yourself. I think more than ever, there are people in our lives that we need to reevaluate because some of those people aren't for our best and highest anymore. And there's, you have to recognize um, jealousy and judgment in a relationship will not allow you to, to soar to your biggest dreams. And so being able to assess the people around you, being able to find your stillness and being able to write things down and having that time to just reflect, but also start to challenge yourself with small actions, right? Just mm -hmm. do one thing out of your comfort zone. There are, I mean, for me, I remember when I was in the thick of it, when I went through the divorce, I went to something called ecstatic dance. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, uh -huh. but it was out of my comfort zone <laughs> and it was this big huge room filled with people just dancing with themselves with other people laying down in the corner like it was like a hundred people just simply moving and it was a little intimidating at first but there was something so magical because mm -hmm. guess what people weren't caring what i was doing right yeah. so yeah. i think a lot of times just getting out of your own way yeah. I, I my about the book okay i had this grandiose vision that it was going to be on barnes and noble and this big glossy cover and all this kind of stuff right and if i kept hold of that vision mm. i wouldn't have the book right now i decided to self-publish on amazon i hired an editor on fiverr i used tools on the internet and i just simply got down to getting it done one step at a time and I got out of my own way. I love that. And when and you, and you mentioned it, that's when the magic happens and it's yes. evident, you know, you are able to, I mean, cause once, once that momentum starts to, to generate, it's almost unstoppable. Once it's, once it's generated on positivity and energy that just keeps it going, it's just so powerful. And so let's talk about corporate hippie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> corporate hippie. <laughs> it's a, it's a movement. I want everybody to be a corporate hippie because this is how we're supposed to work. We're supposed to tap into our intuition, mm -hmm. activate our heart and lead in work and in our life. Right. And it's integrated. I love that. And I, what I like about that is that it's a, applicable in everything that we do. It's not just, you know, I'm just going to take this concept and this idea and put it in the areas that I want to. It's applicable to everything. It's applicable to everyone at all ages. And, um, and, I, and I really think that, uh, one, I'm so excited that you continued to conquer, conquer, conquer and move forward with it because it is, it is, like I said, it is, it is what is needed in this time. And like I said, it's, a, it's the movement that is going to continue to shift and it's Absolutely. going to push those, 
those things that are not that don't have other people at best interest out of the way. Like, let's get out of the way. Absolutely. hundred percent. And you mentioned all ages. And I, 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 I think it's important to touch on there because part of what I'm, my mission too is being a, a magical bonus mom. I like to call myself is teaching my little seven and 10 year old, right. That they ultimately, they know who they are. And if I can help them give access to their intuition, to their energy, to their stillness, I mean, they were saying the other day something about, well, Kim, since I have my intuition, does that mean I don't have to go to college? And I was like, I don't know about that. But they are starting to understand how that they have all the answers. And we do we have all the answers inside us. And if we can, if I, I almost feel like I wish I would have had this book at 20 years old, right? I wish I would have had that. But the good news is there's so many people that can have it now. But I imagine my 80-year-old self, even now, giving me information at 53 of how how to conduct my life or what's to come and having that trust and that faith. And so these 20-year-olds, like your daughter, 19, that are starting out on their careers, on their, their next chapters after the pandemic, I think moving forward by listening to your intuition, having being letting your heart guide you and just leading the life you want. I mean, I, I almost said a bad curse word there, but I mean, <laughs> it's magical. It works. It works. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely I, agree. It's but not simple, nice. but it, you have to do the practices that go along with it. And that's what I talk about in the book, right? The some super simple practices that you can change your life with. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely, I, I cannot wait, cannot wait to, um, to read it. When does it come out again? March 12th. So like a week and a half. <laughs> going to be available on Amazon and uh, I know you can post all the details, but for anybody yes. listening right now that is thinking about quitting that job, leaving that relationship, anything, just do it. Just do it. You will be caught. Yes. You will be held. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have those thoughts if it wasn't spirit and your guides and your angels or whatever it is for you, giving you that information of it's time to move on. Mm. I love it. Let's talk about some misconceptions about okay. what you do. Let's talk about some uh, some ideas that people may not really know how to appreciate or sometimes be okay with being uncomfortable and something that they may not necessarily understand. And how, how do you make that work? Well, some misconceptions, I mean, I think just um, the fact that, you know, manifesting is hard or man and now you don't go from like, Oh, I want to manifest, you know, $10 million. Right. That that's even though Jim Carrey, I think did that, but he, you know, you, you have to put in the work that goes along with manifesting. So I think you start with small things, you start mm -hmm. with small things and you, you, you build your trust. For me, it was starting with getting signs. I would ask if I am on, if I should take this promotion please show me, I think it was a bluebird. I did it a couple of times where once it was, an, it was an owl and I changed my mind, I asked for a bluebird. And within that day, I got an owl and a bluebird watching the same movie. So I, I think it's, it's giving yourself these little small ability to show you 
that something greater than you is showing up for you. And once you get that confidence, you can start adding more and more to it. But you can't go from, I mean, you can't go from not having a job, right, to, you know, saying I want $10 million. So I think doing small steps of manifesting is very important to build confidence. Absolutely agree. I think that, um, and it's every time that, that that thing is accomplished, you know, it's almost like, oh, I did that. Okay, well, <laughs> if I can do this, what else can I do? Right? Absolutely. We are powerful beings. Yes. Yep. And at, and the opposite is true. We are our worst enemies as well if we let ourselves be that. And it's being able to recognize the power in being able to say, today, I'm going to do it and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just made me think of something else. Affirmations was such a big part of my journey. Um, mm. I would have them on my bathroom mirror and I would say them over and over and over and over again. And the biggest thing one time, I, again, I go back to Oprah. I was watching an Oprah show and she talked about writing how much money you want to make a month. And I wrote it down like pages and pages and pages. And then I said it and I looked at it. And it said something like, I would not, I was never going to make less than, I wanted to make $7,000 a month or something that seemed outrageous to me at the time mm -hmm. when I was making $14,000 a year. And now it took six to nine months to manifest, but I believed it. I felt it. I read it every day. And those things are so powerful. And so capturing your thoughts, when you say things to yourself, like I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm fat, I don't deserve it, whatever it is, the more we can capture that thought and delete it from our from our brain, mm -hmm. it will really help just bring the manifesting into like war. Overdrive. Yes. Overdrive. Yes. yes, overdrive. Absolutely. I agree. So also let's talk about, well, okay, first, I want you to share to our listeners where they can where they can find you. Let's talk about your website. We reiterate your publishing date for your book and let's talk about that. So March 12th, The Corporate Hippie on Amazon. I will have the link available on my website, which is thecorporatehippie.co and that's H-I-P-P-I-E.co. I'm on Instagram, Manifest with Kim. The link will be in the bio to purchase. And I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn under Kimberly Adams. And I'm uh, just starting to get on Clubhouse under Manifest with Kim. So nice. I'm just going to start trying all of these outlets and seeing what works for me, what doesn't. But I, um, if this resonates with anybody, I would appreciate it. Um, if you sign up and get information and updates about the book, I, I would love for you to be part of my journey. Absolutely. Well, I... I I, I'm number one already, so I'm letting you know I'm so excited. So before we close out, I do want to ask and to uh, to share, um, what is the one thing that you wish you knew before you began your journey? And what advice would you continue to share with uh, other people that were in your situation, maybe going through some of the same struggles you were in? And uh, what what would you tell them today? I would tell them that you already have all the answers. Mm -hmm. You already have all the answers inside you. If you can just be still and let them come 
you are a magical, powerful creator being. So go freaking don't let another moment pass you by. Go get what's yours. It's waiting. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, if that's not a mic drop right there. <laughs> you know, I I have really really enjoyed watching and following you and really just being able to be part of your journey, right? For so many reasons, right? Um, one, I love your colors and just the energy that you, and I will continue to say that because it just means so much to me. And I think that people underestimate the power of positive energy and the fact that you are, you know, like you've mentioned, you are a badass and how you do what you do. It is so, it's, it's a force to be reckoned with and people just need to know. And I know for a fact that Kimberly Adams will be on people on, on the listeners mouths and getting ready to get your book because it's just, I mean, you are just a force that it, it, it's well received with everybody else. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be here with me. Thank you so much. This was beautiful conversation. I loved it. I feel like I'm talking to a friend and I feel like, I love that you're following my journey and I love that I can now follow your journey. And thank you for sharing that. It just hearing that what I'm doing is actually impacting people in the way that I hoped it would is just means the world to me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And again, congratulations on all your success. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and listening to On The Bounce. If you would like to read more on the topics discussed in today's episode, I have included the links to the research I have referenced in the episode description. Please feel free to share your thoughts and leave a comment. And as always, see you next time.